Hello and welcome to Whispers in a Bottle Grown Talk Cocktail Friday, a show about empowering and motivating you to broaden your mind. Now here is your host, Sonia Lorette. Good afternoon, Whispers, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Whispers in a Bottle Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am your host, Sonia LeRae, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. Oh my goodness, whispers, are you hyped for today? I have to tell you, I am on like level 67,000 today. Today's actually the pre-show was so good and just kind of ushered in for this discussion today that I am excited to bring this discussion in. So you know I'm glad to have you in our safe zone in the Whisperers Lounge. Hope you got your headphones, your mocktails ready. And don't forget, you can call in and ask your questions regarding today's topic at 516-595-8091. Again, that's 516 516- Five nine five eight zero nine one, and you know Blog Talk Radio always has our back. Why? Because they have put into each and every one of our episodes a live discussion box where you can go in there and put your comments, your questions. If you need me to reiterate something, because you know I love to moderate a good chat box, but this is the thing. Please don't forget, we give dignity and respect to everyone, and we honor everyone's opinion, so we want you to enjoy the show. We want you to drop your comments and questions, but we want you to have respect for each other. Make sure that you're subscribed to our fabulous news journal, The Whispers Exchange, so you can get all the great tips. Um, our featured mocktail, and much more. You know, there's a live link in the description box. And I look forward to having you join our community because we're going to be doing some dynamic things. We even have some things going on as we go into our uh, fall and winter break because you guys are just doing some dynamic things with us, and we want to always keep that line of communication always open. Okay, so with that being said, take a swig of your drink for me. Um, Are you ready to get into today's discussion on failure, path to success? You know, I like to start all of our discussions with a clear meaning or definition, and this isn't any different. So we're going to get the meaning or the definition of failure, okay? So failure means lack of success, defeat, or a foul up. Let me say it again. Failure means lack of success, defeat, or foul up. Oof, failure. You know, that is such a harsh word that many say. That's a harsh word that just kind of comes and rolls off of our tongue. But I want to kick things off with a mindset shift. See, failures. Failure's not your foe. And I know you're thinking to yourself like, what, woman? No, it's true. It's actually your best teacher. Now, in our early discussion, 
I had said that we're going to be talking about some deeper elements in the keys and the different tumblers that were given out. So this is the first part of that discussion that's going to build on it. So Whispers, if you're not following or you're not a part of the pre-show on the Wisdom app, make sure that you DM us in on Instagram so we can send you a personal invitation so you can hear the pre-show. Because see, certain elements are going to really line up. So as I stated, failure's not a foe, but it's our best teacher. See, when we shift our mindset, we look at embracing failure as a teacher because every successful person in history has had their fair share of setbacks. Think about it over history. Think about history, okay? Think about like Isaac Newton, Abraham Lincoln, the Wright brothers, Walt Disney, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, Tyler Perry, Alvin Ailey. Notice, that's a lot of people I'm naming here. Did you know, Whisperers, that Thomas Edison didn't fail a thousand times when he was inventing the light bulb? He didn't fail a thousand times. He failed um, 10,000. He found 10,000 different ways and a thousand ways that didn't work. When I read that, I was like, what in the world? But he never put it into his heart or aligned it into his soul as I have failed. Because each time was each time that he failed, right, was the ultimate feedback or the loop that he needed for the correction. And he said each time that he failed, it actually was elements in that failure that he needed to extract that helped him to really go into making that light bulb. See, it points out where we need to improve. It also helps us to see where we need to adapt, innovate. Remember that word from last week, innovate. Requires that we think innovatively and challenge the perspective of things. So it means that we need to start treating failures as an invaluable guide or, or a path even to our success. So when you think of it like an invaluable guide, right, let's say that I gave you a treasure map. And that treasure map had the ultimate guide on there to tell you where to get to that treasure, what the key markers were, what to look for. You would be following it to a T. You would be looking for every little clue there could possibly be and maybe some of you all have gone on scavenger hunts before and you have looked for things you have looked through little crevices or maybe you've gone to the escape rooms how many of you have gone to the escape room now how many of you made it out the escape room is the question (laughs) because see you had to be observant you had to look at certain things because in the escape room, they even set booby traps to make you think this is the exit. And lo and behold, it's not. It's just to trick you up. And see, when we're talking about that path to success, failure, those are the little things, those little tricks and those little clues that sometimes trip us up. But see, even Sir Isaac Newton and Thomas Edison realized that there was lessons in those fails, and never did they say it was a complete fail. 
even though some of them were totally scrapped. Trust me, the Wright brothers, they had tons of it. But it never stopped them. It's about the reframing of things in our mind and not telling ourselves negativity. I'm such a failure. But instead, learning to move into my greatness and to overcome obstacles. See, earlier in today's discussion, I gave like a profound statement. And I stated to everybody there, I said, you know, that word failure is simply a word. But it's what the connotation that we stick to that word that makes it so impactful, that makes it so damaging. So I must tell you, whispers, I've learned some major lessons within failures. I mean, major lessons. I've learned that even though I may have failed at times, it didn't mean that I was to give out, give up, or lose perspective or give it um, a motive of making me not step up and do better or try to challenge myself to use that innovative thinking. It motivated me to realize that it requires us to have resilience to forge on in the fires of of failure. And see, failure is also that part of fear. See, a lot of people have fear inside of that word of failure. They're afraid of what everyone will say or what everyone will think or how every, wait, pause, slow down. Sometimes the misconception of what we think everybody will think is what hinders us from using it as a stepping stone into our greatness. You realize that in this season seven's theme of triumph over trials, this quality of resiliency has been the running theme throughout this whole season. And I know that resilience is a a key ingredient in the recipe for success. Because, see, if we want to build a resilient spirit, right? We need to endure. We have to be willing to endure. So I'll tell you all all the time, I I use different things in my life and I use stories and elements from my business to help you to understand certain points. And let's look at the word endure, okay? Okay. I want us to just look at that word for a second. So endure, it means to go through, to live on. So when we are like having the failures as a path to success, it means that we have to go through or to live on. So think about it. When you faced adversity, when you've fallen down, but then pick yourself up, you've grown stronger. See, when you've fallen down, 
and you bruised your knee or you scraped your hand, you grew wiser. And you even grew smarter. Why is that, you say? It's because you started to realize the certain pitfalls. You started to realize the same tone and textures. You started to see where you needed to shift and pivot and turn, but also take some of those lessons as the stepping stones into the greatness that you needed to overcome the failure. (laughs) Now, if that doesn't just kind of move you a little bit, come back and listen to this. Because sometimes we need to hear it again so it can resonate at a different vibration, a different level, a different tone, a different texture. See, embracing failure helps you develop grit. And I know you're like, what? Yeah, it does. You ever try to sand something and that sandpaper doesn't have any grit to it? You can't even get a job. You can't even get it done doesn't have any bite, doesn't let it pick up, doesn't sand down anything. There's still nicks and everything. So it's the same thing that with failures, it gives us tenacity. It builds character. I told you guys, I have failed uh, greatly. And I told you as a young person, starting a company, developing a brand, doing all these things, even now, (laughs) I fail greatly. But my my failures are my energy and my motivation to show up bigger and better. It's motivating me to challenge myself to step out even further. It challenges me to even challenge the thought process that I had before that may have hindered it or maybe I just didn't believe enough and so it didn't get to launch correctly. But see, that's that grit that it gets to produce. That's that fiber that starts to really build. It's the determination and the refusal to give up or give out. It's like that smelting pot, you know? A smelting pot is one thing that it's that refining. And it refines it and it melts it down into a stronger version of itself. So even if you think about gold and they're doing that smelting pot and they melt it all the way down that it's liquefied, but then they pour it into the blocks and the cylinder, the mold. And lo and behold, when it hardens up that piece of gold that they've made, the block is so heavy. You think to yourself, now, wait a minute, I just watched you pour this. How could it be this heavy? Because, see, it refined everything. And sometimes we have to go through these things so it refines us. It's that smelting pot. It it gets rid of all of the impurities and the yuck and the stumbling blocks and the hiccups and uh, all of those things. So, you know, You realize when they melt gold, right? And I told you, it liquefies. And those gold bars become hard. It's the innovation and the cultivator of the thriving in the 
presence of failure. You see, that's sometimes what we don't think about when we have discussions like this. That's why I said discussions like these are powerful because they allow us to really throw the curtains open. But see, it also allows us to tap into deeper places and spaces of our hearts, our minds, and those secret hidden compartments. This made me think of a great quote from even Bill Gates. And his quote went like this. It's fine to celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. <laughs> Let me give it to you again. Bill Gates stated, it's fine to celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. See, whispers, embracing failures or failure helps you develop a strong vision of yourself. So don't avoid them. Now, if we can guide ourselves away from failures or mishaps or anything, of course, do that. But there are times and spaces and places that you are going to fail. And sometimes you are going to fail hard. And you have to allow that because those are the spaces and places we need to learn. These are places that start to build certain elements inside of us. You must be willing to almost welcome it and then watch your resiliency roar so you can soar. You know, it made me think of a a situation. Now, this isn't about failure. This is about even growth, growth of a person. So all of you know that I come out of music. And when I was first in music, I started out and I was young. I was a young teenager in music. And so they gave me a song that spoke of a woman or a person that had really been broken and hurt in a relationship. She had experienced such pain, she didn't know if she was going to go on. And so in turn, when I first sang the song, it didn't have the right emotion. It didn't have the right depth. It didn't have any of those things. And then lo and behold, I went through a couple of things in my own life. And it wasn't a loss of love or, or a, a romantic love in that way, but it was a loss of a love of a, of a family member. A loss of someone dear to me. And my mom was talking to me and she was like, well, we got to get this song down. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I went to the studio and I recorded the song. I just, I went in there, put my headphones on, the music came in. And in that space and place in my heart, that song came out with such emotion. And I tell you that story to tell you this. And sometimes we cannot identify or feel certain things because we haven't experienced it. So it doesn't allow us to walk in a space in that way. But sometimes when we experience certain elements of failure, it allows us to walk into a space of grace and dignity. 
it allows us to have a different essence and countenance about ourselves that is so powerful that people are almost like blinded by how resilient you are and the mind and the depth of how you see things and where you're pivoting and even shifting to fit it. That's how powerful this is. See, failure sparks creativity. Failure sparks innovation. And last week in our pre-discussion, I, I, start, I stated how much I love to have innovation in my life. I stated here on the show how much I love having innovation in my life and being willing to think out of the box. And sometimes when we are in that space and place of failure, we have to think out of the box. It requires of us to be willing to be uncomfortable so we can grow and shift. Remember the powerful discussion we had on there is comfort and discomfort and how those master keys allowed us to see that if we are comfortable in discomfort, it allows a true essence of growth and development to happen, mind, body, soul, in a growth mindset. And see, those are those keys that I tell you are on your keychain that cross over into the tumblers of a different discussion, why you have to keep the keychain handy and why you got to keep all the master keys together because they work congruently. But also what I didn't tell you, though, is that innovation thrives in the presence of failure. <laughs> yes, it's very true about that. Because when you're too comfortable, too safe, you rarely innovate. You rarely challenge anything or challenge yourself to step out of things. And you may be thinking, well, why should I? It makes you set in your way and gives you a false sense of even security. But when you're backed into a corner, or you've had some trials and you're really working to get it out. And you're trying to solve the problem. And now you're facing failure, face forward. Remember I told you that failures like to come up. They like to be the little robber. They like to sneak up behind you. They don't call you ahead of time and say, oh, by the way, um, this is going to happen um, three weeks, two days, and at about 1245 doesn't tell you that. That's when you get to have the creative power. That's when you get to start to be in flow. Remember we had that discussion about are you in flow? I think that was back in like season, season uh, three. So you got to go back and listen and pick up things so you can keep growing. Keep developing your mind. Keep developing your heart. Because failure is not the end all. It's not the be all. It's not, oh, it's over, it's done. See, I have to tell you something that, that might make you laugh. You 
know, I, I've always been a character, <laughs> honestly. And um, my mom would, my mom would always get upset with me because she, she would say, oh, my goodness, child, you give me such agita. <laughs> and I told you all that uh, she's my business voice, my business manager. And so I come up with these ideas about what I want for La Paz, what I want for the company, where I see myself. And so literally I tell, tell her, mom, I want to open an office overseas. And she looks at me and like, excuse me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want to open an office overseas. And I wanted to open it in like, I want to open it in like six months. And she was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I know. It's going to be great. And I remember her sitting and looking at me and saying, um, well, Stone, we have to really start mapping things. I said, I've been, I've been thinking about this, and I really understand. I said, I'm going to go over, I'm going to go take a look and, and put my feet on the ground a little bit, kind of see what's what. I had been over there working fashion week, this, that, and the other, and I was, I was like, I'm going to do this, you know? But when I was to do it, it really did not launch. It did not happen. And I mean, it like, phew, it fizzled like, wow. <laughs> and my mom was like, why don't, do you do these things? And I was like, because I have to be able to, to just put it out there to see if it's going to fly. Yes, people loved it, loved the element, but it wasn't the right time. If I was continually to be afraid or I didn't challenge it and just say this ridiculous time span of six months, and it was ridiculous. You can't do something like that in six months' time. But to be able to put it there and, yeah, it didn't do all the things I wanted it to do, but guess what it did? It gave us legs and it gave us roots. So it was almost as if I had started to plant a garden overseas and now it just needed for me to start to cultivate and water it so that it could take shape and that's what it did and that's where we are and we've been there for a little over 10 years so I tell you that story to say to you that no, you may have these great dynamic ideas and they may be explosive and you might have wrote it down and everything and it looks good on paper. But it's just not where it's supposed to be or how it's supposed to be. So before I get into the rest of this discussion, I think this is a good space and place for us to take a quick commercial break. La Paz Image Consultants is your full-service international luxury agency working with clients from the inside out. If you're ready to ignite your passion, tap into your signature style, build on your relationships, then you need to book your consultation today at www.lapazimageconsultants.com. La Paz Image Consultants where everything is fabulous. Uh, welcome back, Whispers. It is so good. This discussion is so powerful, and I'm excited over it. I share with you just before the commercial break 
you know, just a story about even being resilient through failures, how we're supposed to re, you know, image it in our minds and all. So one thing I want to tell you, and I want to lean into a little bit, and I want to take a little time with this too, is redefining our failures. Now, I touched on it a little bit in the pre-show, but I want to lean into this all the way on this show. And I got some other things I'm going to share with you even on the after show. So make sure that you join me at 4.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel at Whispers in a Bottle. Because there's elements of this discussion that you got to hear over there as well. Because I'm going to share some things with you and share different elements over there. So redefining failure, that you realize failure is just, that word, like I said, until we have attached that negative meaning. So when we redefine something, it means that we have to reshape, reformulate, and to shift, right? We, we change it. So I want to help you all to reformulate or to redefine how you look at it. One of the elements in when we redefine things, it means that we are willing to look at it from a different perspective. We're willing to even see things from a different angle. And sometimes that requires of us to lean into someone else that can give us a bird's eye view. That's why I always tell you all that it's so important for us to really have a clear network. Because sometimes when we go through certain elements, we need people to bounce things off of. And if you don't have a therapist or you don't have someone who is professional in that manner, a coach or something like that, maybe you have a close, endeared friend who is willing to look outside of the perspective, to challenge the thought to help you to reshape and redefine things. It's just like if you had an article of clothing and you you love it, but it just needs to have a little give in the waist. You would take it to a seamstress and she would just actually let it out a little bit or put a little piece of elastic that it reshapes it just enough but keeps the definition of it but allows you to fit into it comfortably. Or maybe you have a garment that you can see and you have it in a, in a way in your mind that is going to be so different. Maybe you decided that instead of it not having a collar, you're going to have them add a collar to it. And you're going to have it as a button down instead of it just being a pullover. So now you've redefined what that element or that fashion look was supposed to be. So it's the same thing that we have to be willing to do when we're faced with elements in our lives that are falling apart or just not where we think they should be because we feel like it's failing. So maybe we've got to challenge ourselves to redefine things, reshape things, take the negative connotation out of it. See, your subconscious is already telling you you can't do it. Sorry. It's over. But see, just like a great computer, you can reprogram it. 
you can teach that subconscious not to bring up the negative, but to think of it in a positive. You may have met somebody who, you know, they can be like going through the worst of the worst, and lo and behold, they can tell you the best of the best. Well, it could have been such and such. Because, see, they have reshaped and redefined it in their mind and in their heart. So, whispers, I'm challenging you to reshape and pivot. See, that word is not cliche. People want to make pivoting the new cliche word of 2022, 2023. It's not cliche. It's a reality. It's realistic because, see, if we're not willing to pivot, that means we're willing to be stagnant. And we have already learned that anything that is stagnant has no life. And anything that is stagnant does not have any movement. And anything that is stagnant has no innovative thought. You can't tell me that didn't just connect. You cannot tell me that did not connect. See, we're not on a dead end. We're not on a dead end when things fail. It's literally just reprogramming our GPS. Because, see, Even a GPS won't take you to a dead end. Well, sometimes they take you to an end of a road. And you're like, well, what happens at highway? (laughs) But see, then it has to be reconfigured. And so we have to be able to reconfigure things even in that circumstance or that happenstance, as some people like to say. See, All of these people that I named that have had great success, if you think of anybody, Steve Jobs, whoever you even like, or, you know, LeBron James, uh, Steph Curry, um, who else is there? There's like um, so many different ones that have done some great things. They all have gone through certain elements. And they faced epic failures, and still, they rise. Still, they shine. And so like I told you, and some of you all wrote in and said, oh, I don't like the analogy of a diamond. But you realize that's a brilliant analogy because they, may, they are made under pressure and cut under pressure. So you don't like that analogy? Okay, so I'm going to make you cream because cream rises to the top. Cream into coffee, it rises to the top because it's aerated. And it's that light and fluffy. So we are cream and we are going to rise to the top as long as we are willing to shift our perspective, to reshape our minds around failure so we can have a path to success. So these are the things that I want you to take away. I want you to realize that before anything and everything, I want you, I want you to let your failures 
be a bridge that carries you from where you are to where you want to be or where you want to go. See, failure needs to be the vehicle for transformation. Hmm. I'd buy that bus pass. I'd buy that trailway pass. Because, see, it's going to allow me to grow. So did you catch the masterpiece that was in here so subtly? And I did it that way because I wanted to see if you were paying attention. I actually gave you four keys in this discussion. I really did. I taught you to embrace failure as a teacher, first and foremost. Because we want to be taught in every element of our lives. We want lessons in how we're going to pivot, grow. What is it going to do to nurture us? How are we going to build upon our mindset? The second one was resiliency. It's forged in the fires of failure. And I like that analogy. It's forged. It means that it's brought to life and it's burst under great duress sometimes. And there's that flame and that ember that comes into it. And the third thing, and the third element, was failure sparks creativity and innovation. It allows us to create things outside of the box. It allows us to create possibilities. It allows us to innovate new ways of handling things and developing things and moving ourselves to that path to success. And the fourth one, failure is the bridge to success. It's the bridge. Remember, Bill Gates told you, it's fine to celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. So there's your bridge. And we know that any bridge that connects things, and I always think about the bridge that is from Louisiana that connects the Pontchartrain, it goes over the Pontchartrain. That bridge is like forever. And it's right at sea level. (laughs) But you're so grateful to get across that bridge. And so it's the same thing for us. Sometimes we've got to cross that bridge of failure so we can meet and go to our destination. See, Whispers, these four master keys, you can use to motivate yourself to keep striving for success, And these master keys will keep you remembering that failure is not your enemy. Ally that guides you. It's an ally that strengthens you, that fuels you, that creates, gives you creativity, powers, and it paves the way to success. See, it's powerful in that way. So embrace your failures. Keep moving forward with unwavering determination. 
Notice the words that I'm using here. And if you failed, it means you're working on your goals. You're working on your mission. You are working on succeeding in your purpose or toward your purpose. So if you keep on working and building your resiliency, you'll see that ultimately you'll have success. And success looks different for everyone, so don't measure it against everyone else. See, a lot of times why people feel that they fail is because they're always looking in someone else's mirror. Your image is not in that mirror. And my mom always used to say, look, you are you because that person's already taken. They're doing that pretty good already. So do you. So in turn, whispers, do you. Stop looking in somebody else's mirror. Stop gazing upon their life, thinking it's so set and it's so that you don't know the story. You don't know the journey and you don't know the failures and you don't know the struggles. So, whispers, I have to say, I am thoroughly enjoying season seven and building on our theme of triumphs over trials and seeing how we as people can build better and stronger. And it means that we are moving in the right direction. You know, I always tell you, I keep it on the right trajectory. I have clear intention with everything that I do, aim, purpose, and direction. And see, aim, purpose, and direction also knows what failure is. Because in that aim, purpose, and direction, it means that you have a testing ground, too. I could go on and on on this topic forever, but you'll have to join me at 4.15 over on YouTube so we can continue our chat, and I'm going to share some other little things with you over there. And, you know, I want to also give you a few notes, and I'll be reminding you as it gets closer um, to the dates and the times because we'll be taking uh, two weeks off for the fall break coming November. um, We'll be off November 17th through the 24th. But if you're inside of our community in the Whisperers Exchange, you'll get that as a reminder. But we're starting to put it out now because it's October 27th. So we really want to get you guys ready because literally we'll be off from uh, the 17th to the 24th. Now, I may have the date wrong, but I'm, I'm going to make sure, and I'll say it again next week, but it also will be in our journal as well. And then we'll be back before the winter break, which will be given uh, to you guys in those dates coming up right after um, we come back from the winter break. So don't forget, make sure that you subscribe to the journal so you'll get all this information. Um, This way you'll be able to, you know, know what's going on as well as some of the special uh, discussions that are going to be happening. And it's only going to be happening in one place and we're not going to tell you and you have to be a part of the newsletter to know where that is. And it's going to be a special broadcast that I'm doing a a certain discussion for. So, and um, don't forget that's in the description box. You can click that. Or you can come over and make sure you're following us on Instagram at whispersinabottle underscore podcast because we really want to connect with you. So with that being said, everyone, my name is Sonia LaRae. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, 
educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker, but by far, I'm always excited and thrilled to say I am the host of Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I'll talk to you guys soon at 4.15 over on YouTube. All right, guys, be safe. You have been listening to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays with your host, Sonia Luray, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. Please make sure you review our show, like, share, and make sure you come back next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. Have a great weekend. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.